tinfoil hat. Oh, what the fuck are you guys even talking about? Global controls will have to be imposed, and a world governing body will be created to enforce them. Welcome to tinfoil hat. We, we, we go deep, homeboy. Eric, open your mind. Drink from the fountain of knowledge. There's lizard people everywhere. That's some interdimensional shit. Aaron, this is only the beginning. Dude, you just blew my mind. Are you ready to get your mind blown? Revolution will be podcasted. And welcome to Tin Foil Hat. You know who I am. You know what I'm here to do. I'm here to fuck. There we go. There we go. XG is on fire already. Oh, yeah. Looking very Drake. Like a mofo, Mexican Drake joining me as always, my partner in crime, Xavier Guerrero. What's up? How are you? How are you doing, dude? I'm good. I'm good. I'm chilling, hanging out at my parents' house. Is uh, Are you guys still doing uh, press stories? Yeah, we're still doing press stories tonight. Tonight, I got to head over to LA, go hang out with those motherfuckers. And you got to do, and, you, and everybody's together in some Everyone's weirdness? Sm- dude, they're smoking blunts, they're drinking, they're, they don't. And and, and and the ladies come over too? Huh? Ladies come over too? Yeah, strippers, you know, George. You this you are handling the epidemic a little different than everybody else, that's for I, sure. I don't, it's, I, I don't want to, but it's part of my job. Oh, it's a hard job, but someone's got to do it. Uh, also joining us on the ones and twos, as always, the man, my brother from another mother, and the, and the co-host of the hit new show, Broken Simulation. My friend, Johnny Woodard. How are you, Johnny? I'm so lonely, Sam. Johnny, but you have your fake girlfriend. What do you mean you're lonely? Oh, right. Yeah, of course. I, yeah. My, no, I'm not lonely. I have a girlfriend, right. <laughs> Johnny, uh, Broken Simulation. A lot of people are excited about it. We already have like a 1,500 subscribers in two days or a couple days. Uh, hopefully, we'll be able to get our own URL so people can find it easier uh that was fun yeah i we had a good time making that so uh, and i hope people enjoy them johnny talking about real quick about xavier guerrero and his uh, him and his latino plan of um doing podcasts with strippers during the epidemic uh do you find it weird that a lot of these people are doing are are, are really pushing this you know oh stay home don't do anything don't make contact yet. They're doing podcasts and having guests over in studios. Is that like weird to you? Oh, cause they feel like they're like the news though. They're yeah. Like, it's oh, so interesting. It's like, dude, people are going to die. Anyways, my guest here today <laughs> is, you know, it's like, it's just very interesting. Johnny, what's your uh, social media so people can find it? At Johnny Woodard on Twitter at Johnny a Woodard on Instagram. Xavier Guerrero. Actually, my spot on all social media. Perfect. Guys, uh, before we bring our, our guests, I want to talk to you. If you guys uh, are following me on, on social media, you know that it looked like Sam, I'm talking about myself in third person, was starting to take a beating because he's been really pushing hard about what I believe is going on with this virus, which I think is very, very dark arts. There's more to it than we know. And uh, I've been really beating the drum that Bill Gates is a real-life Lex Luthor, okay? 
And if you really take a look at what he's been talking about, he's talking about uh, forced vaccinations and using these vaccinations to, in fact, um, to, in fact, uh, depopulate us. So, as you know, I always say, let's fight the fight, fight the power. And the best way to fight depopulation is with what? More people. And that is brought to you by our good friends. In these dark times, you need a force of good, a superpower of good. And I got two words for you, Blue Chew. That's right, Blue Chew, guys. The best way to fight that evil Lex Luthor, Bill Gates, is to create more beautiful swarm, guys. And that's why I want to tell you about our good friends at Blue Chew. Now you can increase your performance and extra confidence in the bet. Listen up, bluechew.com, just like the color blue, okay? Yeah. It seems dark out there. It seems black, but uh-uh. It is blue, everybody. Blue Chew brings you the same first. This Blue Chew is the first chewable, uh, first chewable with the same FDA-approved uh, uh, ingredients as in Viagra and Cialis. Okay, anytime, anywhere, it is chewable. Whether you're at day, night, empty stomach, full stomach, it doesn't matter. The chewable works twice as fast. Right? Look at that, dude. Look at that guy right there. That guy is getting action. That guy right there hates Bill Gates. He says, not today, Bill Gates. Not today. Listen, someone put out the funniest thing. Bill Gates can't even stop viruses on Microsoft. What chances do you have with human beings, okay? Let's do this right now. Blue Chew, right? Support Blue Chew, who supports our show. Go there. Use the promo code HAT or TINFOIL, okay? And listen, dude, Blue Chew's nice enough. They're going to give you, here's their offer, dude. Right now, we got a very special deal for our listeners. Visit bluechew.com and get the first shipment free when you use a special promo code HAT or TINFOIL. After that, just pay $5 shipping. Again, it's bluechew.com, B-L-U-E-Chew, C-H-E-W.com, promo code HAT or TINFOIL. Dude, we got to push back against these lizard people. Okay, they want to lock us down. They want to shoot up our kids with these. Uh uh-uh. uh, not today, Bill Gates. Not today, Bill Gates. Who am I? Hi, I'm Batman. That's right, and I'm bringing Blue Chew, American boners for American revolution. The time is now. Rock on, young men. Rock on. Show the ladies how much you appreciate them during the apocalypse. Go to bluechew.com. Use a promo code hat or tin foil. Enough of that. I'm very excited to have this guest on because uh, he's here to talk to us about an issue that I feel did not get enough attention and still doesn't get enough attention. Like I always say, ma'am, as a country, we have to look at some of our ethnic groups and how they have been treated. And because I believe their history is our country's future. You know, black history is white people's future. Black history is... Uh, American huge and I feel the same way about Native Americans and and their flight in particular the treatment uh, how they got in North Dakota and a lot of people aren't taking a look at that because you know I did a whole I did videos on it uh, about the cops that they were sending there uh, to deal with these peaceful protesters and how these cops are you know you know, my grandparent was a cop. My grandfather was a cop. My, I have two cousins that work in the law enforcement uh, 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 world. 
And uh, so I know there's a lot of good cops out there, but I also know there's some psychopaths, okay? And these guys have chosen to be stormtroopers for the powerful elite. And join us to talk about that issue because it has not gone away and it is still very important. Please welcome to the show, Ricardo Salazar. How are you, brother? I'm doing good. I'm enjoying this uh, quarantine, kind of witnessing everything. Well, dude, it's a great time to be on the show because uh, people are dying for content and they're dying to hear what you have. And you know what, man? Even though I'm sure it's going to have a little bit of the uh, COVID-1984 uh, talk in it, okay, uh, I just think people want to hear something else. And I think people need to hear uh, uh, warnings, examples or warnings of what could come for all of us in the future if we don't pay attention to what has been done to the few of us. So, uh, Ricardo, can you tell us a little bit about your YouTube channel? Sure. I got a YouTube channel. It's called uh, Love is Silent. Um, I kind of just go on there and speak uh, the truth that comes out of my heart and what I'm meant to share and kind of what I'm going through. Uh, it revolves a, a lot around, around Christ and his words. Um, his words are so very important in the times we live in right now, especially because they're coming to pass. Um, and the words being present, they can literally be used in any moment and any time. I, uh, I, I forget if it was on Rogan the other day or somebody was talking about how Jesus Christ was the first deep state hit. Uh, these powerful forces from long ago. Uh, taking out people that have connected to the masses and are spreading love. Uh, there's always some discussion of, you know, whether it's Julius Caesar, uh, Gandhi, Maha, uh, you know, uh, Mel, uh, Malcolm X, um, Martin Luther King. You know, these are people who started to galvanize uh, the masses and they had to be taken out. Uh, you, are, you wanted to talk, uh, Nick from uh, We Are Change, connected us and said, I, you know, you got to talk to this guy. He's a very uh, spiritual man, and he's got a lot to talk about, in particular about the uh, Standing Rock and the treatment of those people. And something you uh, had sent me when we talked about little, some notes about what we want to go on, you had mentioned uh, something I find very interesting, and that is the Black Snake Prophecy. What is the Black Snake Prophecy? Well, it's basically a prophecy that uh, came to pass, and it, it actually hasn't come completely to pass. So, according to this prophecy, um, there was going to be a snake that was going to come through the rivers and through the land and poison the land and poison the people. Uh, when we make it present day, the snake represents a pipeline. So these people, the seventh generation, the youth, were going to rise and fight against this black snake and before it caused havoc or before it spills, right? Because this, uh, this pipeline is going through rivers where millions of people drink water. So in this prophecy, um, the people, the natives, they need help and the rainbow people come and help them, the rainbow children, which the rainbow people are in other prophecies as well. Well, that happened also when a lot of 
people from all over the world conjugated in this land, came together in this land in the great Sioux Nation. And at the time, they kicked us out and they used militarized police. So the black snake actually was completed. But at the end of this prophecy, it says that the blacks, the head of the black snake will be chopped off. And that is uh, soon will come to pass. Uh, very interesting stuff. I, I mean, it is kind of crazy. Like I've talked to him, uh, you know, we've done shows with uh, my, my friend from high school. He talked about prophecies from the Bible, uh, stuff that uh, he told me very early in the early 90s of stuff that would come to pass in the late 90s, the 2000s, and as we're speaking now. And so it's a very interesting, the Bible's a very interesting thing. And I know that you're speaking of stuff that isn't in the Bible, but holy books, it, it just, it's a very interesting thing. What a lot of people don't realize is that, you know, these Native Americans, very peaceful Native Americans, were trying to stop a pipeline. And what they were saying was that this pipeline was going to leak and ruin the land. And what, what happens instantly, the pipeline leaks. Oil is everywhere, and they're already dealing with it. And uh, it's just, you know, that was a prophecy that came to pass. And I, I, I really want people to focus on this because you can compartmentalize this as, oh, it's their problem, these Native Americans in North Dakota, and it's their problem. But it's really not their problem because what the response to those protesters represents is straight up uh, – uh, military law. What we are seeing is the militarization of police and the response with blunt force. Uh, not and like everybody loves Obama, man, but nobody realizes what that guy did and what that guy allowed to happen. And then after he told everybody it ended, it still kept going. And what they were doing, I was talking, you know, I did Jimmy Dore one time and uh or, or at this time and uh, jimmy Dore was talking about not only were they uh having police come down but they were rotating the police in different groups would come in and train on how to handle uh, a riot or or uh, a revolt and it was all with 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 uh, uh drones uh force uh, uh, you know, weaponry, and this water, was it was freezing out there, and they were throwing water on them. Yeah, water, just, tear gas, everything you name it. The dogs, remember the dogs? They were making them hurt the dogs, and these people, pe people, they don't want to hurt no dogs, and then they're like kind of stabbing at them just to hold them down, and the dogs are being used as weapons. So you were out there, Ricardo? Is that is that what I oh, understand? Wow. Yeah, I actually, when I was called out there by. By the spirit, it was um, when the when the veterans went out there. So they did. There was a call out for people to come, and the veterans kind of put it on their backs to go and help. And that was December, around mid December, when the easement, when they stopped the easement with Obama, like you said, um, and everything kind of calmed down for a little while. But before then. I was watching the videos that you guys were mentioning about and it was just blowing my mind how these people were being treated, especially um, because they were peaceful. You know, 99% of the time it was peaceful. 
So I remember that I was watching this video and it was around Thanksgiving. And it was when um, XG said that they were, they were spraying people down, right? And to me, I'm watching this and it's, I'm not exactly sure if it was on Thanksgiving day, but it was deja vu for me because it's like they continue the powers that be or this country, whatever, continues to do the same thing to the same people. That's why there's nothing new under the sun. So when I saw this, it really hurt me to see people being hurt in a peaceful way. And that's when later on that week, I saw a video in the middle of the night and something just told me you, you're going to go and fast forward it. Now, can I ask you, when you said they called the veterans, are you a veteran? No, I'm not. Uh, so why, why did that resonate with you? Because that was a turning point because when I, here's the whole thing, dude, there are psychopaths in every profession. I'm a stand-up comedian. And uh, trust me, there's a ton of psychopaths and they are a win at all costs people. And I do believe in my heart of hearts that the military and law enforcement, uh, they do these, these psychological tests, not to weed out the, the, the psychopaths, but they actually figure out who is crazy enough to be put in positions to uh, bring pain and suffering to those who they want to stop. That is my goddamn truth that these, these, these tests aren't really to not. Yeah, I, mean, I had a cousin of mine, and he didn't pass psychological tests, and he's the nicest guy possible. And I guarantee you they were like, oh, you're too nice to do this. We can't have you do this. And now he's more in a guidance counselor-type position uh, within a prison. Uh, he's more about just counseling. So I, he couldn't – I guarantee you if he went in there and he's just like, yeah, I'll kick in everybody's face. And they're like, yeah, you're the guy we want. And that's really what they want. I, I just wonder if these guys – Hey, Ricardo, people, how, Ricardo, how far did you travel? Because a lot of people were coming from South America, Peru, Aztec, Mines. It was – every person was just oh, coming I didn't know that. That's that crazy. Yeah, there was many indigenous tribes that would go um, all throughout the whole time. Because it, it, it wasn't, it was, I think it was like eight months or so. Um, I was there the last two months. Uh, I traveled from Cali. I'm actually in San Bernardino, California right now. Yeah. I went from here. It was about a 24-hour drive with me and a few of my buddies. Um, the call-out wasn't actually a, a call-out to veterans. It was just a call-out. But, you know, the patriotism that sometimes and the sense of entitlement that, that we have at times, I feel as if these veterans kind of just put it on their back and said, we're going to help. Even though, uh, from my knowledge, they, the natives of the land, the Sioux Nation, never asked for it. And actually, they kind of didn't want it because we, had, we were briefed. Oh, and just to go back, the only reason I went with the veterans was because they were coming from Southern California, a branch of them. So we kind of just went with them, but we were, we had nothing to do, or I had nothing to do with them. So but anyways, so I was saying, so they briefed us and then the, the elders came and basically told everyone to do nothing. 
they said, do nothing. Just if you're going to do anything, just pray. We don't want any of you guys in the front lines. And luckily, because like what you were saying, uh, Sam, yeah, some of these people aren't there all the way and still might have PTSD. So these police officers, these militarized police, they're looking for any excuse to come in the camp. They're looking for any excuse to use uh, force because they're trained to use force on people that are not calm and peaceful. So these people on our side, the campsite, the prayer camps, they're peaceful people. So they have no just uh, justification to go in and use force. And they want that. They want a reason to where even there was this man that infiltrated the camp prior, I want to say uh, um, September, August of 2016. And he actually took a uh, automatic weapon in the camp. But luckily, someone saw this man and his gun. Oh, my because, God. Yes. So that's like, um, and he actually came out, this man actually came out um, later on after the camp and admitted that he was paid by uh, the North Dakota Police Department to go in there with a gun. So now you see a gun on the opposite side. You will come in now and you will infiltrate the camp. And now you have a reason to shut it all down. It's but, unbelievable to me. We hear this all the time you remember uh in seattle when they were protesting i think it was protest what was it a protest of wall street or or the, the world bank that was in new york yeah the it was the one percent that they kept protesting and they were but there was something in seattle that was going on at the same time and they found out that undercover cops were the ones causing all the trouble and we see this all the time controlled opposition uh agent provocateurs they're called uh, they're called to uh, they're called in to cause chaos so that law enforcement can come in and do something on a different scale or a larger scale. We see that with uh, ISIS, Al Qaeda, uh, 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 what's it, Hamas. Uh, these are all paid agents of chaos. They go in and their job is to disrupt so that the powerful military people can come in and give the populace an excuse to bring hellfire uh, uh, on the masses. And it's done over and over again. And we consistently see people selling out their own in order to get a buck and allowing chaos to happen to their people. I mean, on a different scale, I talked about the other day on the Patreon, you know, it's like Rude Paul doing that stupid uh, Netflix show where she's a, a trans who's a guardian angel of a child. That is that that's there to just piss off Christian. It's just there to get everybody to fight with each other. And the same thing with this kid, this man with the gun. He's simply there to provoke a, a response of violence from the police. Johnny, did you want? Well, to say no, something? I was. Gonna, you're totally right. I mean, that's the whole argument for nonviolence, right? Because the system only knows how to deal with you once you become violent. Then you're on their terms. You're playing on their terms. You're playing a game. They know how to win. They're expert at. But as long as you know you're operating in a nonviolent setting, for the most part, I mean, there are arguments for certain violent protests. Uh, yeah, they don't know what the fuck to do with you. They just can't handle it. It used to drive fucking Nixon crazy, and it drives every president crazy. These nonviolent protests. But well, you saw um, that in Virginia, right? Where violent, uh, it's over. 
you saw in Virginia where the uh, the the protests about the Second Amendment, and they were they were filming like random guys that didn't fit in, starting to say how they're gonna shoot and kill everybody, and they're all like, "Whoa, dude." That is not what this is about. You're here to cause trouble. You're here to make us look bad. And you're here to provoke a response. We don't want any violence. We're actually here to stop the violence. And it happens all the time. Double agents within, whether it's entertainment, whether it's in movements, they try to co-opt the movement. They buy out the leaders. They, they pay all the leaders as much money as they can to force the movement into zip, different ways. So, yes. That completely makes sense, Ricardo. And, uh, you know, you were there for the last 20 days of it. What was the camp like? What was that whole vibe in there? I mean, because you guys had to be cold, tired, but, you know, pushed by the, the, the spirit of what you were doing. Yeah, so for the most part, um, many of us had to live like in ancient times. You know, we had our wood burning stove. We had our wood. Uh, the temperatures did get to about negative uh, 30 with wind chill. Oh, my God. So it wasn't, um, I guess, the warmest, right? But I can remember when I was with my buddies, and it was a record-breaking storm. It was that week that the, the, the veterans went. But I saw how that actually came into play because it stopped anyone from going to the front lines and because it was record-breaking cold. But I also remember that I was kicking it with my homies inside this little teepee, right? And we were having a good time, and we were laughing and, you know, smoked a doobie or two. And, <laughs> you know, we were having a great time, and the spirit kept us warm, man, and and – I would randomly wake up at night because I, I seriously thought our tent was just going to fly out. So it wasn't easy, but we definitely got through it. And, and that was one of the first times that I've ever felt the spirit in that camp um, and the spirit anywhere, actually. And it was beautiful to see people help each other. It was beautiful to see um, people that don't know each other, give each other a hug and to know why. Um, we were all there for the same reason, you know, because we saw people being hurt and we, and we, we were tired of just sitting there. Uh, me personally, I wanted to see for myself. I wanted to be at ground zero. I wanted to, you know, go to the front lines. I wanted to witness this and to see if all these conspiracies are true because at the time, you know, I was, going through my path and my awakening process and like a lot of us our awakening process we have to go through the darkness we have to realize we, we we find out that the government isn't our friend that you know these people are pedophiles and so on and so forth yeah so, you know so then i see these uh, these videos of these people being harmed so then i have to go check it out for myself you know and it and it didn't disappoint. It was exactly what I thought it would be and, and even more. Well, you know what, man? Uh, you walk the walk. A lot of people talk to talk, but they don't walk the walk. And that's very brave of you because you didn't have to do that. It wasn't your battle, but in a weird way, it was your battle because it's all of our battles. You know, we had, uh, we had uh, Bishop Larry Gators on. 
And he was talking about Black Wall Street, which happened in Tulsa, Oklahoma, where this very affluent black crowd, uh, black community, was basically attacked and destroyed for the oil that was uh, in the ground. And that is the same thing that happened in uh, 9-11, uh, you know, uh, fake attack, demonize certain people. You know, with, with that, it was a uh, uh, governor's daughter said a uh, black man had touched her, which wasn't true. And that just set it off. And deaths happen. And it happens all the time over and over and over again. Uh, there's discussions about the Branch Davidian and what went on in Waco and how what really happened was that those people had discovered some really dark art stuff that was going on in the government and people wanted to shut them down. And the response from the government was way worse than anything that people in that compound had even thought about doing. And that they basically killed women and children and all that stuff. And it's like, I don't know why. And we're bringing it to this, this modern day situation with this virus. Why anybody would trust these liars who've been lying, lying forever. You know, I mean, this thing, this situation has all the earmarks or the markings of a weapons of mass destruction in Iraq paid for sellout corporatist experts lying to people's faces because either they've been bought out or they've been blackmailed. I'm telling you right now, and I'm not, we'll get back to the North Dakota, obviously, but I'm telling everybody this Dr. Fucci, what is his name, Johnny? Fauci. Fauci, this Dr. Fauci, he is the, uh, oh, fuck, man, I can't even remember his name, the Colm Powell of this situation a respected man who went out there and straight up BS everybody that was going on and his credibility was never the same. They tried to roll out Colin Powell again recently and everyone's like, nah, dude, you uh, cash in your chips. Uh, so what's going on there is uh, 100% uh, business as usual. Our government is controlled by very powerful elites who can manipulate people. Uh, you brought pedophilia 100%. Whenever I see these senators come up and blatantly lie to the people, I like to play a game called Blackmail Clue. Uh, what they caught them having sex with, where, when, and how. And uh, that's what happens. And we see it happening all the time, whether it's Native Americans, Black Americans, poor whites, uh, uh, Palestinians, the Muslims in China. We see that these totalitarian governments have no problem with slaughtering people. And we said what was going to happen in North Dakota, and it ended up happening. The pipeline spilling, ruining the land, uh, we stealing once again Native American land from them. And for some reason, everybody is okay with it. I don't know why. We're all Americans. They are Americans. They are, they are part of our group our fabric of our people. And I don't know why we don't stand up for it because we saw what this country did to them in the first place. Uh, you were there on the last day when the uh, arrest came, right? Uh, what was that like? You were one of the 46 that were, that were arrested, correct? Yeah, uh, I sent you that video and 
I'm still really surprised that it only has less than 4,000 views. But yeah, can you, can you say, say that to me, Sam? I'll, I'll pull. Oh, uh, let me see it. Is it in the uh, email that you sent me? Um, if you go on, um, it's under Unicorn Riot. It's Standing Rock. Unicorn Riot at Standing Rock. Yeah, let's see if we can see. We won't be able to hear it, but we'll be able to watch it. Sure, if you want to watch a little bit of it. Um, why, can't, why can't we hear? It? Oh, can, we can hear it. Yeah, I, I thought I we had so. a problem on the last one that we. Well, let's write out. Hold on. What? All right. You gonna text it to me? It's going to uh, be a 7.27, 7 minutes and 27 seconds. Okay, That's hold on. Uh, you, hold on. If you type I, in Unicorn Riot Standing Rock. All right. John, can you look that well, up? I, that's YouTube I'm searching that? Yeah. Oh, uh, there it is. Just put it in. It comes up first thing. Unicorn okay. Riot Standing Rock. Oh, Black Snake Killer, too. I love that. That's so interesting. Yeah, it has 3.6 thousand views. Just okay, John's going to uh, he'll, he'll bring it up. I just want to make sure this is the right thing. How did you guys, why he's looking up, how did you guys eat? Where did, Were people bringing you food supplies? Were people hunting? What were they doing? How were they eating? Uh, you know, the, the creator... Um, he provides all the time, and I know it's hard. It's really loud and really loud. Oh, here we go. It's not that one. It's actually the third one. Which it's one? Gonna one, be two, the, right there, down that one. Oh, yeah, no. right there. No, it's not that one. It's uh, um, seven, there you go, 7.27. Oh, I, uh, seven minutes, 20. I see it. Okay, sorry. Gotcha. Yeah, that's it. Right. We got Humvees, Bearcat armored vehicles moving in. The MRAP armored vehicle has passed through the concrete barrier. Looks like they're getting ready to make a move on camp. Unbelievable. It's like, what do you do? Like, how are you protecting and serving? We're moving in pretty quick here. They are, but the state, not the people. Unbelievable, dude. The security helicopter keeps flying very close to our location. They've got a camera pod on the bottom. Oh, good. Glad Homeland Security's here. <laughs> Were they secure? Oh, now they're bringing a bulldozer. Look at those zombies. I mean, they're 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 dressed like they're in a war zone. Yeah. So and here they come. Look at that. Look at that. Bom 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 bom. They got guns. I mean, like, dude, who are you? Look at this, dude. They all have little erections too, you know that. Right? They, oh yeah, they they're all it. just. They love it. Oh my god, dude! In a dude, modern day, police going up against peaceful protesters. The, this is also a, a symptom of the militarization of police too. You know all that excess. Well, you know they're also talking about Johnny about how they're giving these 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 police all this military equipment yeah, without the training on how to use it yeah it's it's ridiculous yeah because yeah, i mean especially in some of these small towns that have these massive humvees and shit like that those mraps or whatever yeah well johnny it's like you know it's like if you buy missiles you got to use missiles right nobody buys a <laughs> missile and just wants to hang out with it 
So yeah. you got to use you got to use the missiles so you can buy more missiles. So it's the same thing with this equipment. Look at this guy walking up here like it's zero dark 30 or something and he's in Pakistan. I mean, it's just ridiculous. Oh, he's slicing out. That's necessary. Dude, it looks like Call of Duty. They want to play Call of Duty. That's what they well, do. That's a big part of why, uh, Ricardo, you want to say something? Sorry. This is the day that America invaded America for oil. Yeah. <laughs> good point. Well, no, dude. I mean, that was straight up. I mean, you could look wow. at a, a Black Wall Street. That was the day America attacked America for oil. Uh, uh, 9-11, again, America attacking America for oil. But it was a, a, a foreign oil, for sure. Yeah, but this wasn't on ABC, Fox, NBC. I don't remember seeing none of this. Because, no, they don't show you that. Look at this right here. Look at that. They're, look at that. They're meditating. I love that. Dude, imagine going by with a gun and a dude has is, is uh, uh, doing insights, right? Just like, right? It's unbelievable, wow. dude. It's unbelievable. If you, guys, if you guys are listening to audio, just put militarized police evict water protectors from uh, North N-O-D-A-P-L camp. Uh, again, Unicorn Riot. Look it up, and you'll be shocked to see this is a response. This is not a riot that they are responding to. They're responding to peaceful protesters protecting the land. Like, here's something everyone's got to understand, and this is very important that everyone understands this. The people will always win. The people will always win. If you look what's going on in China right now, the response to this virus is that people are tired of it, man. And people have can tried to control people throughout history, and it doesn't work. It works for a little while, but the people wake up. And I now believe with the internet, and we'll enjoy as long as they allow us to have it, uh, people are learning more, learning quicker and quicker that, hey, man, things aren't what they're telling us. I mean, if you are the elites, right, and, and this virus comes, and people are turning in, tuning in to the news in, in numbers they haven't done in years, and what do you do? You just go harder with the propaganda, running everybody off again. They're not – dude, somebody said it, man. Like, whoever these elites are now, they're not smart enough to run everything. They're like the second, third generation of stupid. <laughs> <laughs> they're the trust fund kids of the people who set this all up and they're not smart enough to run it and they're too old to change and it's just like dude we're watching these these are peaceful look at this dude one two how many is that eight eight cops is that a pipe three she guys. or he has yeah that's a she that's her uh, frame pipe great well, uh, down, one thing i will say about this ricardo pipe is that we heard about cops who resigned because they didn't want to be a part of this. And we should give them credit as well. Yeah, it, a lot of these people, um, a lot of these police officers, they like you said, they resigned. Um, I've heard a lot of testimonies from different people. Are you seeing this? Where, yeah, this is, yeah. What this actually passed out. It's like Keystone Cops. Hold on. I want to play the Benny Hill music. Watch this, Sam. This is the <laughs> look. Watch, 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 face first. <laughs> and he got the first down. Hell yeah, dude! 
<laughs> Hell yeah, dude. I'm all about that action. Look at them. They're all, they're just, oh, it's so They're all falling. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, man, you eat too much donuts. You can't carry that military equipment. And again, it's not all cops. These are the psychopaths cops. And cops did of course. quit. You know, cops did resign. And that's the crazy thing to do. And look, dude, we saw this was the first time that we saw uh, m- militarized drones as well. Did you see militarized zo- drones when you were there, Ricardo? Um, I didn't. Th- there was drones. I didn't see any. I can't say they were, they were like armed. But in the middle of the night, uh, they would fly over with the, fly over us, over camp with uh, airplanes. But these airplanes would fly over with their lights off. So all you heard was airplanes, and they weren't they weren't high. And a lot of the times, too, um, when we would go to the front lines, I remember this time where we went to the front lines, and there was a helicopter that was maybe hovering twenty to thirty feet from the sky, from the from the ground, basically terrorizing the people. So they did a lot of uh, uh, warfare, uh, mental warfare, uh, to suppress the people. Um, they were obviously dropping a lot of, of chemicals like mercury and heavy metals. Uh, people. Well, yeah, they were spraying you as well. That's what I had heard that they were uh, spraying the skies. Spraying the skies. Uh, some people took samples from the snow. Uh, there's one woman that I met that um, lived in Standing Rock. She was a, a Standing Rock suit. She said that she was there when they were spraying, and she actually. Uh, got asthma and then she she the clothes she wore that day they took them for testing and they found out there was mercury in the water that they were using to so, spray people so what you're saying right here is that the government of the United States military was using chemical weapons against their own people is that what you're talking about yes so, so what we invade other countries under false pretenses for that we tell the masses and all the blue check marks, stupid people run around and yell, we got to save these people. We got to save these people because Assad and all of them are using chemical weapons when it turns out that's not true because the weapons that were being used were not those that Assad had, but more, more closely connected to the actual chemicals that were raided out of uh, Libya's or uh, 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 Gaddafi's war chest of chemical weapons. So you're telling us me that the government, once again, just like in Vietnam, when they did Agent Orange, is spraying its own people using chemical weapons against their own people. Yeah, and uh, they use that, and I mean, they use smoke grenades different kind of smoke grenades. Uh, there was a point where I got really, personally, I got really, really sick where I thought I was going to die. I was in bed for days, couldn't eat, um, lost a lot of weight. You know, I'm already thin as it is. Um, you know, luckily I'm still here. And a lot of people were getting sick. Uh, were you, uh, did, was there a hospital? Was there any medical people in the protest or what we did you guys just try to ride it through yeah that was the the beauty of it is that everyone that was led 
from their heart to go and be a part of this. There was medics. Uh, not one single person died. Oh, from that's so the whole great. Time. Yeah, there was medics. Um, there was cooks. Um, whatever your calling was to go and serve. Um, there's people that just split wood all day. You know, that's where I love, got my love for splitting. Um, great meditation for me. Uh, so everybody kind of just played the role. Uh, people helped each other out. It went back to, for me, it went back to actually take care of your neighbor like you would yourself because we're all going through this. So I know what you're going through because I'm going through it. So I know you're cold because I'm cold. So I'm going to make sure that you have wood. So it kind of was like that. Um, it was actually just like that. Um, for the what most was, part. Uh, for? What's that? How long were you arrested for? When yeah, what was the arrest like? Tell yeah. Take us through that being arrested right there. What was that like? Well, before, right before that video started, the rest of us that stayed, um, because that was, February 23rd, I think that video said. So the 26th, the 22nd, the day before, there was an eviction notice, right? But there were still people there that were, that was their land. There were Sioux that stayed that said, I'm staying. And anybody that wants to stay is welcome because they have no right to tell us to leave from our own land. Unbelievable, so, dude. So most of the people left. And the day... And that day when people were leaving, it was actually chaotic. Um, people were, were setting their structures on fire. And I know there were, I know a few of them actually were paid to do these things. Even some, some natives that were there, kids, like teenagers, were, were burning things up to where even propane tanks were being blown up. Oh so my God, man. Yeah. So it was it's like a, a war zone. Inside jobs all the time. We just sell our own out all the time for a dollar. It was a, uh, it was very sad at one point because these, these native boys, they actually um, turned on the gas in one of the structures. And this young lady, well, she was a teen and her little brother actually got burned because of it. And her, she got third degree burns in her face. And um, my partner at the time, she witnessed that. So there was a lot of fear going on there that day. So all the fear that was there and the chaos left that, that day. And then the next day, the rest of us that were there actually um, came together and we wanted to start rebuilding. We had breakfast, you know, we had our, our little speeches. And then right after that, then we see these Humvees come in. Oh my God. So these Humvees are coming in and all I can remember is running to the front lines in that video that you saw. And I'm standing there and I'm, and I'm seeing, um, they're moving the snow out of the way. Those bulldozers. Right. And I'm giving some words to one of the police officers there. I'm telling them, you know, you know, why are you doing this? You know, I'm speaking to him from my heart because at the end of the day, why am I going to um, speak hate to him? If I'm just going to create more hate, you know, that doesn't make any sense for me. So I'm trying to just 
talk to him from my heart and let the spirit speak. Um, let him know that, you know, a lot of us came here from all over the world to protect your water. This is what I'm telling him. You know, me and my family, we came so your family could have um, drinking water. So we're talking to all these people. And what are they saying? They're not saying anything. They're just, they're, they, they have a straight face. But I, um, somebody told me that they witnessed a man that was a part of that crying, like literally tearing in his eyes. Because he knew in his heart what he was doing wasn't right. Yeah, man. I mean, people quit. I mean, they got, they, you know, somewhere in their, in their soul, uh, truth hit and they, they said no. And then, man, you know, there's a very famous picture from Nazi Germany of this, basically this, you know, this crowd of people, obviously at a, a Nazi event. And everybody is throwing the Heil Hitler up. Uh, you know, the Sig Heil, except for one guy. And one dude realized that was wrong and didn't want to be a part of it. And it's a very famous picture. And I think that comes down to people were quitting, man. People were quitting. People signed Most people sign up to be cops for two reasons. One, a job. Two, to protect their neighborhood. And then somewhere along the way, there becomes a corruption, whether it's uh, they start making shady deals behind or they just start cracking skulls. And a lot of times people say there's like a fine line between cop and criminal. And uh, yeah, that picture right there. That picture right there, man. Be that guy. Be that guy, man. Don't put your arms up. Be that guy. Look at everybody else is throwing Heil Hitler. And these people are all brainwashed. You know, the Germans were all brainwashed. That's, that's a result of fascism. They started hating the Jews because they were told by the people oppressing them that they're the bad guys. These cops want to crack your skull because the powers that be told them you were a threat to their country, and it's not true at all. It's always the same people that are pulling this, the same people who assassinated, the, the, you know, Jesus Christ, uh, Martin Luther King, are all the same people doing this. Now, obviously, they're not still around, but it's the same elk. It's the same group. These elitist, dark arts people that are trying to control everybody for money and power. We see it happening right now with this virus that they're trying to get us all to lock ourselves down so they could just make us all broke. And I'm telling you, there's something, I was thinking about this the other day, how like nobody's working right now. Money's all, all gone. What's going to happen? Well, you're going to have two options. You're either going to go commit some crime to make some money, to pay your bills, to feed your family, or what's the other option? Join the military. And guess what nobody's been doing? Joining the military. Nobody's been joining the military. Their numbers are down. They can't give enough, uh, enough money away. Wow, guess what? Now you don't have any jobs. So now, guess what we got? We got jobs. Who wants a job? And these, it's the same people, man. It's my yeah. theme on the show constantly. It's not the groups that are the problem. It is the top elites. They're all the same people, Ricardo, the same people. So when you went to jail, what was that like? Well, before that, um, you know, like you said, it's the same people. And at the end of the day, we can blame and play the blame game. But at the end of the day, we have to take responsibility for ourselves. Just like the police officer that, that arrested me, you know, I, I didn't hate him. You know, actually, I told them I loved them as soon as they attacked them. 
Was it all violent? Was it all violently? Was he? Um, how did did they push him on the floor? Type. How? Well, it's all, it's right in the beginning of that video. That's what they did. We were we were calm, you know, as calm as we can be, right? While somebody's tackling you and pushing you and put, uh, pushing your face on the dirt. For the most part, they were um, pretty gentle. But the reason why they were gentle is because we used no force. We were peaceful. So they don't know how to uh, go against peaceful people. They are only trained to use force when force is needed. So this police officer arrests me, right? And I'm talking to him and I'm having a conversation with him. And then, you know, I ask him, why are you doing this? And then he says, it's my job. And I said, well, you know what? I said, the Nazis were doing their job too. <laughs> And that's the thing. We're all going to have to answer to our for our actions. There won't be no excuse of I'm just doing my job. That's not going to fly anymore. And and we're coming to that time where people are going to have to choose. I so I went more. to jail. Right. Um, we went to Morton Morton County Morton County Sheriff's Department. And uh, um, they had us in these cages, um, kind of like dog kennels. And really, yeah. And uh, um, we, from there, a majority of us, they put us on a bus and drove us four to five hours northern, north, more north of uh, of that place. And I was only there for about. Maybe 12, I did like a hard 14 hours, you know, <laughs> and uh, they bailed us out because uh, there was like this law team that was there and they actually paid out our bail. Oh, that's so, nice. Yeah. And we had volunteers come and pick us up five hours away to drive us back. So, you know, everything was, everything happened the way it was supposed to happen. And there was a point. A very, a very uh, important point that I w that I saw and I witnessed, and that was as soon as they arrested me and took down the camp. So for a second, I told myself we lost because before I went there, from the bottom of my heart, I believed that we were going to stop it. So then after I was in the in the van and you know they were taking us away I I realized that we won. And the what why I say that we won is because the truth was seen. Because they hated us without a cause. The world got to see force deadly force because there was there wasn't rubber bullets on those automatic weapons. There was real live ammunition. Oh my god, really? But did you see the guns that they had? Yeah. It was snipers in the hills. Like, they had all this force. So, we won because the world got to see the lie, which is fear and hate, go against the truth, which was love and peace and meditation and prayer and forgiveness. And they saw how they took us out. And in the beginning of this uh, podcast, you talked about how it happened with Jesus Christ and how it happened with Martin Luther King 
and Tupac and you know Malcolm X or whoever, right? Who, these people that have been killed throughout time. Well, the reason that they're killed is because they're speaking truth. The reason why they're killed is because they're speaking love and forgiveness and, and mercy and grace and, and, and oneness. So they're being killed. The truth is being killed because this is not the world of the truth. The truth, after a certain while, it keeps getting killed all the time, all the time. So I ask myself, you know, they killed Bob Marley. He was speaking love. That's true. Right? Um, they killed Martin Luther King. He was speaking love, forgiveness. So then I asked myself, okay, they're killing all these, these people because they're speaking truth. So they're, that means that they're not allowed to be here in this world. So then I asked myself, so then why are these churches allowed to be here? <laughs> so are point. these churches really speaking truth? Because if they were, we would know what would happen to them like it's happened to many others. Very interesting. You know what that? Oh, well, we know that the uh, religion and that, listen, dude, if you're, if you're spiritual, that's fine. There is a rot in a lot of religion. Now, does that mean people who practice that religion? Does that mean all of them are bad people? No. Again, the base is good. It's the top. I mean, people can say whatever they want about Joel Olstein, the guy during a Houston flood wouldn't let people into his church. Imagine that. Imagine that. What's going on right now with the Catholic Church and the, and the Vatican? Dark arts, man. Dark arts, dude. You know? Zionist at the highest level, dark arts, and all in the name of religion. Yeah, and Christ I mean himself. the Dalai Lama, dog. The Dalai Lama took money from Nexium, CIA. You know, met with like convicted, like gave speeches at Nexium with people who would later on be convicted of child sex trafficking. It's just a fact. Controlled yeah. opposition, dude. Everything eventually gets corrupted. It might be good at first, but as long as it stays in this world, it'll be corrupted. You know, Ricardo, you talk about, you know how there was uh, that prophecy, the uh, black snake, and you've heard about Quetzalcoatl with the Aztec. Is there any other prophecy that's happened or that is supposed to happen that we should be looking out for? Um, yeah, there's actually the Hopi prophecy. Ooh. If you want to look up the Hopi prophecy right now, um, there's certain signs that have already came to pass. And there's we're like in the last two signs, maybe even the last sign. So the Hopi prophecy says that it talked about the white brother, that the true white brother will come, which they call Pahana. Pahana. Right? So then it says that there was going to be a white brother that came, but it would it wasn't going to be Pana. So if we look in history, that's when the, the that's when the white man came here and killed the natives, millions of them, right? So that was foretold that he was going to come, but that was not the true white brother. But the true white brother is still coming. So what's going to happen is there will be a gathering in the four corners and the Bible also speaks of the four corners in revelation. 
You know, it's so, very interesting, dude, because I was just talking to a good friend of mine about how all these religions, actually it was Off the Grid was telling me, about all these religions are talking about a man or a, someone on a white horse coming, a pale horse. There's a big talk about that. That they all have it though. It's like across the board, they all talk about a white horse, pale horse rider coming, which is kind of scary and creepy. And you know, and then, dude, you want to get really weird. Uh, this asteroid that's coming <laughs> that everybody's talking about, and how we had the uh, you know, we've had people on before, uh, Matt LaCroix is talk about how an asteroid most likely hit before and reset everything. Uh, it is possible that I mean, that could videos? be the white horse in which we all talk about. Hey, Sam, have you really to the videos? I've been getting a lot of videos sent to me right now of shit going outside since they don't want us outside. People have been recording like uh, stars and like all this like spaceships type shit because they don't want us to go outside. And I've been getting a bunch of shit on my DMs about look outside, look, look at my ring video. And they're just like showing videos of like, comments but who the fuck knows that's why they might not want us outside well we're we're definitely living in the end days and all truth will be revealed and all truth is being revealed in multiple ways in multiple dimensions and that's what we're going through right now that's why um you know this revelation is happening and a lot of people can say that the powers that be are the ones that are starting this revelation so there's nothing new under the sun everything has already happened so it it it, does, it isn't difficult to see the things that are going to happen because they already happen the false flags you can see that they're, they're they will come because they already came world war one world war two um, even before this age there's been different ages where the same thing has happened an empire rises an empire falls a fiat currency rises and then it falls. There's famine, there's this, there's that. So it's just happening again. But according to Hopi prophecy, this is the last one. This is the big shebang. So the calling for the four corners seems a lot more real now because they're already starting with mandated vaccinations. Uh, the judge in Florida already. Uh, signed a bill to where um, they're going to start vaccinating people forcefully. You're going to have to get it. So it yeah. started in Florida and then eventually it'll start everywhere. So where will you go if there's nowhere to go? There's curfews. There's already seven o'clock curfews. There you have to wear a mask. Some guy got a thousand dollar fine for surfing. What was he going to do? Give the coronavirus to a shark? Like, hey, didn't you know that tiger got it too? A, apparently, a tiger got the corona, which is kind of interesting because corona means crown, tiger crown, tiger king. The guy from Tiger King oh, gets. I mean, like, dude, it is, it is, it is almost laughable about how obvious it is of what they're doing. And I got a lot of crap the last two weeks, but right now I'm looking. I, I take pride in this because. I mean, I, I don't enjoy telling everybody what's going on. I, I do it because I care. And I see that there's going to be a lot of pain and suffering coming. And people need to wake up. 
And that's why I put it out. It's not so I could win and say I'm a winner. I'm doing it because I care and I love the people. And what's going on is this giant push to force vaccinate people, a.k.a. the, the mark of the beast. That's what's coming. Yes. It is. And nobody, like, wants, nobody wants to say, well, when it comes from love, nobody wants to say, I told you so. Just like when this, you know, when I was at that pipeline, I know it's going to spill. It's not if, it's when. But I don't want to be that guy, and I won't be that guy that says, I told you so. Because I didn't win by saying I told you so. Yep. Yep. Nobody wins. Nobody, uh, you know, it, it is what it is. And that's why they kill the prophets. You know, they always kill the prophets because they say the truth and they say what's to come, and people don't want to hear that. I couldn't agree more, man. And, you know, it's like the way people cheer. Uh, you know, Hillary not being convicted. Uh, people like love to discount Pizzagate, pedophilia. I don't know why pedophilia got politicized. I don't know why we lived in a city where like uh, I had white elite actresses and comedians telling me about how hard it is to be a woman and to represent and respect them. Yet none of these women ever came out and said anything about these children being harmed at oh, all. You know why, though. It's because the, it got politicized because politicians are pedophiles. That's why it got politicized. So well, it got you know. politicized because there was a bunch of women trying to spin. The reason nobody outside of the truth seekers speaks up about the, what's happened to children is because you can't spin that into uh, a, a showcase, a, 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 a development deal, a spot on the comedy store lineup because we need diversity. Because right think about, I still think it's a right left thing because they had no problem going after that guy, Roy Moore, remember? Uh, oh, yeah. They had and no then problem. You started the seeing no people problem. like Al Franken, who I thought was a good guy, get taken out. Uh, and you just started seeing all these people on the left get taken out. And that's when they pulled back. I mean, the woman uh, that started Time's Up, okay. Her son got accused, and she immediately stepped down. Yeah, funny how that works, right? Somebody well, eventually, eventually, pedophilia will be will, will not be frowned upon. It will be approved, just like oh. everything else has been. Not and, my day. Yeah, not, not, I won't sit there. Listen, dude, what consenting adults do with consenting adults is out of my hands, and I have no problems with it. If you're into weird stuff. I ain't going to judge you. I'm the last person to judge anybody on that for sure. Okay. I won't judge you. If you're another adult is consenting with it, you do you. I don't need to hear about it. But when you're hurting children, nah, dude, that's not cool. And everyone keeps it. We're going to look back on how we treated that. Now we're not. Okay. Because you, you're, they are not old enough to make conscious decisions about what they want to do. They can't handle it. Okay. And it's not right. I'm not saying that you're condoning it at all, Ricardo. I'm saying that there are people out there trying to push for that. And it ain't going to happen, not on my watch, okay? Not while I'm here and not why I have this show. Is anyone going to say it's okay to harm children sexually? Because what you're doing is you're ruining their trajectory and their lives. You're forced upon them actions in which they are not mentally capable of understanding. 
Yeah. And we're and, and I don't know when. Again, Ricardo, this is not you because I don't. I know that you are against this as well. I'm talking about the people are trying to say that we're treating that the treatment of pedophiles is wrong. I, first of all, I will punch you in the face. And second of all, okay, we're we're talking about the kidnap, torture, and killing of children. Very very poor children. Very who have are the children are the most defenseless of all the groups. I look at my kids, I'm like, they have zero chance of defending themselves. I have two newborn babies. They have zero chance of ever defending. It's me and their mother. And if we don't do it, they are up shit creek, man. And some kids aren't born into that world with that. And they're thrown into this. And these psychopaths for money and fame are doing bad things to children. Not on my watch. I can't. I won't let it. I'll go down. Uh, that is the hill I will die on. That's all I got to say about that. I, I and it, well, and Sam, it, I just wanted to throw in, it's even worse because it's proven that pedophilia is a cyclical thing. It's a cycle of abuse. You know, uh, abusers are typically abused people. Uh, so yeah, not only if you're abusing someone, you're, you're creating a whole, a whole line of, of possible victims. Uh, so yeah, it's, it can never, it just can never be an acceptable thing. You're right. I just don't see how that could happen. I can't, I can't stand for it, even though they're trying to push it. And like, you know, it's hard when you have a kid because you see these symbols everywhere and you just won't be like, oh man, I can't. It's upsetting, dude. It's upsetting. So I want to, I want to talk about where we are now with this, Ricardo, where, what is going on now um, with uh, these protesters is anything what's going on with that? Uh, well, actually, a couple. Um, it says right here in the New York Times that there was actually a victory. It says, "You guys want to look it up?" Standing Rock Sioux Tribe wins a victory in Dakota Access Pipeline case. What? Ha- what they get is that are they stopping the pipeline or are they? Did they get because people are talking about how some of the people arrested were still up for charges and we're looking at mass jail time. Yeah. Yeah, I definitely I I know some people from there and they tried to they they, they pressed charges on me that said that I was um I was disrupting government function is what they said according to the um, like I was in the way, even though I was in, in their land or I was in Sioux Nation territory. Um, but it's interesting because I, I challenged and I learned about challenging jurisdiction over subject matter. So my case is actually still in limbo because I didn't plea. I didn't give them a plea. I, well, that's uh, a great that's a great thing to do because once you plea, dude, you're done. You have no legal recourse after that. Yeah. And you know, it's just like once you say, "Yeah, I'll admit to it," and they put that on you because they try to scare you into like, "Hey, dude, if you go to trial, we're gonna try to hang you with a hundred thousand years." And so you're like, "I don't want to do a hundred thousand years," and so you're like, I'll, "I'll plea out to that." And basically, what happened. Johnny, I think if you read that, that article, I think I read the little part there that the judge ruled that the government didn't provide enough safety with the pipeline. Is that basically what it is? Yeah, I can, I can read it really quickly. Um, the ruling by the United, United States District Judge James Bosberg found that the pipeline's effects on the quality of the human environment 
are likely going to be highly controversial and that the federal government had not done an adequate job of studying the risks of a major spill or whether the pipeline's leak detection system was adequate, and he ordered the Army Corps of Engineers, which granted permits for the pipeline to conduct a more extensive environmental impact statement. Which doesn't mean they're going to stop the pipeline. So now that's a legal victory that there has to be something done to make sure it's like, uh, this is what happens when you're on a barbaric uh, system like oil. I mean, we have people that could run cars on solar, on air. There's cars that could run on air. There's all sorts of stuff. But we, we allow these power elites to, in fact, run everything. Ricardo, can you give us some final words yeah, on this, man? Oh, yeah. is, there, is there any other, like, protests going on in, in, in the Amazon or other pipelines? I know not right now, right now, because of the social distancing. But, like, is there any anything else that people are being part of? Uh, I've kind of – that was the only real protest I did. Um, Because I was led to do it. Um, Right now, I'm just kind of just witnessing of what's going on in the world. But I have, I don't really have much information of of protests that are going on right now. But um, the thing that really kind of grinded my gears and really showed me the state of humanity was when people decided to choose oil, which is death, it's death, you know, over water. So they chose death over life. And that really shows how comfortable we've gotten in this world because we want our food and, you know, our cars and our clothes and our mansions and this and that. And we're willing to give up the the core of life, which is water. There's water is everywhere. So it's just something to think about, you know, how, how much do we really care for life when, when that choice, when, when we're going to have to make that choice soon, like really, really soon. So well, what Ricardo, are going to I, I agree with you, man. I mean, what people choose to get behind and what people choose to get upset about and what people focus their energy on, it's almost unless the, the, the mainstream media and the social media tells them to get upset, they don't get upset. And it's just like, pick and choose what you care about. Because uh, once you give up, some, once the water goes bad, it's going to be uh, very hard to get it back. Once the air goes bad, it's going to be very hard to get it back. We have to make a stand now. And you know what, dude? Everybody's all worried about the children, man, until it takes time to actually make some sacrifices in their life, man. And it's time, dude. We are going to, you know, I mean, dude, you have oil spilling in our, 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 in our forest, man. That's not good for anybody. I don't care what you believe in global warming or you don't believe in global warming. Imagine if someone just dumped a bunch of oil in your backyard. How would you feel about it? It's not good. And it's, dude, we're just allowing this group of people to control us in a way that's just unnecessary. There's more of us than there are them. Yeah. And eventually, you know, like in Revelations, it says, come out of her. So we will have a choice where we're either going to choose to stay in this world or to come out of it. And that choice is coming very, very soon, especially with these forced vaccinations. We know the truth behind it. We know that they aren't good for us. 
these nanotechnologies or this mark of the beast, you know, are we going to, once people start getting hungry, then that's when it gets real for them, right? Once they're low on food and water. So now they're going to come because they create the chaos and then they come with the order. Yeah. So then when they come with the order, then they look like God to us. Thank you. Right. Thank you for, but we don't, but the masses don't realize that they created the chaos. So then they why, come with why order. why is the Cincinnati Law Department putting out uh, 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 an excerpt saying that they're no longer going to arrest people for breaking and entering? Like, why would you put that out? It is almost as if they want chaos so they could bring the order, just like you said. And you know what? Right now, why people still have food in their belly, they're not going for it. In a week, it might be a little different if we allow this to keep happening. Ricardo, can you tell them where they can find your uh, YouTube channel, please? Sure. Uh, Love is silent uh, on YouTube. Love is silent. And if you guys want to follow me on Instagram, it's underscore Hawk 303. Underscore Hawk 303. I will put all that in to the description. Uh, Hey, man, thank you so much for coming on. I have to jam. I hear babies crying. That is Mother Nature's telling me. It's time to wrap it up. Uh, But Ricardo, we'll do it again soon. Anytime you got something you want to talk about, Please let me know. We'll have you back, brother. Sure, man. Congratulations on your babies. And thanks all you guys. And thank you so much for doing everything you do, man. You're a man of love. I could tell you care. You care about things that you don't have to care. And that is truly a sign of somebody who has reached a spiritual level that many of us don't understand when they they care about those that are, are powerless. So thank you, brother. I appreciate you. Very humbled by you guys. Thank you, guys. XG, Johnny, thank you very much. We'll see you guys soon. we got a great week of shows. This is just the beginning. Thank you guys so much, and we'll see you guys soon, okay? Take care.